Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Friday, everyone. We have been talking about the keys of the kingdom. And we have seen in Matthew that Jesus promised Peter that he would have the keys of the kingdom. And what did that mean? I believe it meant that he was the one that was going to open the door for people to enter the kingdom of God. And we saw in Acts chapter 2 that Peter used these keys. On the day of Pentecost, when the church was first born, and the people asked Peter, what must we do? How are we to be saved? How do we enter the kingdom of God? Peter responded in Acts 2.38, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I believe that these three aspects in this verse are the keys to the kingdom. It's how we enter into the kingdom of God. First, we have to repent. Repentance is a giving of our heart to God. In the scripture, God says, My son, give me your heart. God doesn't want just your service or your outward praise. The Lord wants our heart. He created it. He wants the center of our affection. Why? Because his majesty and dominion demands it. God alone should be worshipped. He is the king of the kingdom, and his rule should be acknowledged and accepted. That's repentance. It's the first key. Now, what did Peter say then? He said, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. I want you to see something interesting here. The invitation to these people who said, what must we do, was an invitation to the water, to be baptized. Now, I think as Christians, many times we have missed what this is all about. Some view baptism as something that's optional and should be carried out after you've shown that you have gotten your life under control You sort of got your life together when you feel like now I'm sort of living a Christian life and so now I'm going to be baptized. Many people think they have to be good enough to be baptized. That's not what the scripture teaches. We are baptized because we're not good enough. We can't be accepted in his presence. We need to accept Christ's death as our death. We have to take his provision of salvation. And our water baptism is the way we show our acceptance of the gospel. The invitation wasn't to raise your hand. It wasn't an invitation to come to the front of an auditorium. The invitation was not to a prayer. The invitation was to the water. Now, there's nothing wrong with raising your hand and coming to the front of the church or praying a prayer. And I've asked people to do all those things myself. But if you want to see what they actually did in the Bible, The invitation was to repent and then show that repentance by water baptism. The first act of a convert was to be baptized. 
It was their initiation into the church. It was the second key in the lock that brings you into the kingdom of God. Now, again, hear me. It's not the act of baptism alone that saves you. The Bible talks about this in the epistle of Peter. It's not the removing of the filth of the flesh, but it is an outward sign, an outward witness that you have accepted the gospel. And so I just encourage you this morning, if you are listening to this and you have repented, you've turned your heart towards God, but you have not been baptized, this is a foundation stone that needs to be laid in your life. Hebrews chapter 6 talks about baptism as a foundation stone of our spiritual lives. It's right there at the beginning. It's not something that you do after you become a mature Christian. You are baptized showing that I need a Savior, and I accept Christ, and I come to Him. So here is my definition of the second key. Bearing our old life in water, publicly showing that we believe that the death penalty for our sins has been carried out. We accept Christ's death on the cross as our death and identify with Christ as our Savior. You see, water baptism by immersion is how we identify with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. The Bible says that the soul that sins shall surely die, and the wages of sin is death. And every person has sinned. So the death penalty is hanging over every one of our heads. Everybody is going to die for their sins, without exception. That's God's rule. That's God's law. And so the only question is, where is that death going to be carried out? If we wait until the final judgment and we stand in our own right before God, well, that death penalty will fall on us and we will be eternally separated from God. But Christ came, took our sins, and died on the cross. In other words, he died for our sins. He took the penalty. So when I accept Christ as my Savior, I'm saying that my sins were judged when Jesus died on the cross. And so when he died, I died. And that's why Romans chapter 6 tells us, that we were crucified with Christ. For those of us who have accepted Christ as our Savior, that's when we died. That's when the death penalty was carried out for my sins. It was on the cross when Jesus died. And so now I don't have to be fearful of the judgment of my sin. It's already been carried out. And this is the value of baptism. It is a, it's a stake in the ground. It is a definite point in time where I know I have accepted Christ as my Savior. If no other time, it happened then. My expression and my acceptance of Christ was when I was baptized. And this is why it says in Romans 6 and verse 3, Do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, that's when we were put down into the water, certainly we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. That's when we come up 
out of the water. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. And then it goes on in Romans 8, chapter 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, this is the essence of our salvation. We will not get into heaven because we're good enough that we have no sin that needs to be judged. No, we will get into heaven because our sins have already been judged and taken care of by Christ on the cross. And our water baptism shows that we have accepted that by faith. Water baptism is like the marriage ceremony. It seals the commitment that the couple has made to each other. The marriage ceremony doesn't make people love each other but it is an expression of their love. And so our baptism doesn't save us, and yet it is an expression that we have accepted Christ and we are saved. So when Satan comes and tries to condemn us for our sin, we say, yes, Satan, I have sinned. And yes, I am guilty of death. But you know, that was carried out on the cross. And then Satan might say, well, how how do you know that's the case for you? Because I was baptized. I publicly showed it to myself, to God, to the world, to the devil, to everyone. I publicly confessed Jesus Christ as my Savior. This is why the Bible teaches that baptism should be our choice and our experience. It should be something that you have chosen to do and you remember that it's happened in your life. And as a result, we have a definite point in time that allows our spiritual life to have a sound foundation. This is the second key, baptism in water. And that brings us to the third key that he said in this verse, repent, be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now this is the power dynamic of being a Christian. Being a Christian is not just believing certain doctrines and trying to live by a certain set of rules. That's what religion is. And Christianity is so much more than a religion. God has promised that when we believe and we are baptized, that he will fill us with his spirit. He comes in and joins with our spirit. He energizes our spirit. That part of us that's going to live forever. That part of us that relates to God. When we're first born in this world, because of our sin... We're dead spiritually. But when we're filled with the Spirit, He regenerates us. And we're born again, as Jesus told Nicodemus. This is the third aspect, the third key to entering the kingdom of God. This is what lifts Christianity above every other religion. In fact, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. It's not just trying to please God by what we would try to do, but it is living in relationship with Christ. He enters us, and as a result, he guides us, he directs us, he prompts us, he gives us his feelings, he gives us his motivation. And this is what allows us to be what we ought to be. The Bible says in Galatians 6 that there is a result of the Spirit being in us. It's called the fruit of the Spirit the effect of the Spirit, in its love, joy, peace, long-suffering, 
gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. This is the result of the Holy Spirit being in our lives. We're not left to our own, but we live in relationship to God. He is the king, and the king produces his kingdom in us. In the Bible, one of the ways the Holy Spirit was given was by the laying on of hands by the church leaders. Have you received that? I encourage you to look into this. These keys of the kingdom are for everyone. They're for you. And they will be just as effective in your life as it was for those people when Peter first used them. Well, that's our time for today. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. We would love to have you join us this Sunday for one of our services. The times are 9.30 and 11.30. Just go to our website at kwcf.org to register and to check out all our other activities. We have events for children, youth, and people of all ages. Our mission is to connect people with God and each other so we may fulfill our purpose in life. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.